0: Hello guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to have a look today at what the NRL ladder should look like. And we'll explain what that means in just a moment. But if you didn't get a chance, guys, on Saturday, uh, well, Friday afternoon, myself, Campy, Timmy and Matty the Waterboy went through a deep dive origin review of Game 2 and the series in general. Really good chat. It's the podcast before this one. Apologies to you guys, we didn't get to get our previews out for the weekend. We had a bit on and some technical difficulties as well, which uh, prevented us from from recording on the weekend, but that has all been sorted. Uh, So match previews will be back as usual next week. So we do apologize for that, but I'll give you the hot tip. You wouldn't have picked up on too many same game multis. I did not have a good weekend. Gamble responsibly, obviously, uh, but didn't come up with any winners there. So probably for the best, obviously, uh, there was a few that we would have got. Jackson Ford, Bill Keenon, Jermaine Hopgood, uh, we, all, we all always love as well. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't a great weekend for us. But yeah, guys, if you want to go and have a listen to that podcast, it's an absolute cracker. I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it. Now... The NRL in 2023 is a little bit different to what we've seen it for quite some time. Obviously, the Dolphins entered the competition, which has been fantastic. They've been uh, one of the great stories of 2023. Obviously, uh, things are getting pretty tough now, a couple of big losses and whatnot. Uh, And look, bringing the Dolphins in has been fantastic. Uh, It's brought a lot of positives. And I mean, you can look at this as a positive or a negative. But for me, uh, one negative, which, which for me as a fan is a negative, is that every Every week we have a team on the buy, which uh, I think in the grand scheme of things is not a negative because I think it's really good for teams to have an opportunity uh, to arrest players and whatnot. I think it's much needed uh, for the players in the modern game when you consider... That, you know, the season is an extra week longer, uh, you know, coming off a World Cup. There's a lot of factors that go into it. So, for me as a viewer, uh, for me as a super coach player, I don't like having a buy, and I am looking forward to when we have 18 teams in this competition, or however that may look like. Uh, But at the moment, we do have 17, so we have a buy every week. So, it means that every single team throughout the season has three buys, but these are spread out uh, pretty sporadically, and I think it does have a big impact. Well, I'm about to tell you, explain to you why it has a big impact on the ladder. And it's something that I talk about, I'm blocking a bar every week when we're talking about where teams are placed and whatnot. And sometimes it's worth noting, yeah, okay, sweet, that team's there, but they haven't had a buy, And other teams have had two. Some teams have had three. For example, the Gold Coast Titans, now, they had their third buy on the weekend, yeah? Whereas a team like the North Queensland Cowboys, they've only had the one. The Bulldogs have only had one. Amazingly, the Broncos have only had one as well. Uh, when you have a look at teams in the top eight, every single team has had two buys except for Brisbane, uh, Parramatta and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah. So three teams there in the top eight that have only had one buy, and then you got the Titans in ninth who have had three. So four competition points can make, can give this competition a huge, huge swing. So there is. Quite a bit to touch on there, plenty to get stuck into. So we're going to go through all that and talk about how it affects, how these buys have affected. And if you were to take the buys away, that would give you a really raw idea of what this competition actually looks like. And I'll tell you what, it isn't wildly different, especially in the bottom eight, not much changes. But in the top eight, it is very interesting. So we'll start from the very top. At the moment, as the ladder stands, the top eight is the Panthers, the Broncos, the Storm, and the Wars. That's your top four. Panthers, Broncos, Storm Warriors. The bottom four of the top eight is the Raiders, the Eels, the Sharks, and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Then you got in ninth, the Titans. Tenth, the North Queensland Cowboys. Eleventh, the Dolphins. Twelfth, the Roosters, in absolute free fall at the moment. Thirteen, the Seagulls. Fourteen, the Newcastle Knights. Fifteen, the Dragons. Sixteen, the Canterbury Bulldogs. And seventeen, the West Tigers. So that is your one to seventeen as it stands right now, the NRL ladder, including buys. Let's have a look at the ladder if we were to take our buys and see where teams are standing and whatnot. So the top four, as it looks, Right now, Panthers, Broncos, Storm Warriors. If you were to take buys out of it and just go solely off wins and losses and the points differential, uh, which is what will happen at the end of the season once all teams have three buys, it would look like this. The Brisbane Broncos, they would be in first place. So they only jump one spot. At the moment, they're on the same amount of points as the Penrith Panthers, 24 competition points, but the Panthers have had one extra buy. The Panthers, their points differential is about 100 points better than the Broncos, which is fucking insane. Uh, the, the Penrith Panthers still haven't conceded 200 points yet, which is unbelievable. Next best defensive side is the Melbourne Storm. They're at 273. Uh, Penrith sitting at 188. So it just shows you, uh, as I've been saying, all offseason and all season, no matter what happens with the Panthers, defences, why they're going to be there uh, at the back end of the season, why I still believe they're going to win this competition. So Penrith, they, they're they in second. The Brisbane Broncos are standalone in first place. Doesn't matter against their four and against. They're sitting with 22 competition points from 11 wins. The Panthers are in second place on 20 points with 10 competition wins. In third place is the Melbourne Storm. They're on the same points as the Penrith Panthers, 20 competition points, which is 10. Wins uh with a four and against of plus eighty three. So very solid there. Not much separating uh the Broncos and the Panthers for and against wise. Uh, but the Brisbane Broncos have got that extra win on the board. Now, interesting enough, in fourth place. It's a fantastic story right now. The New Zealand Warriors are in fourth place. It is unbelievable and great to see. But they have had two buys. So if you were to take out the buys. The team that's actually in fourth place is the Parramatta Eels, which is fucking unbelievable. Now, it should be noted... The Parramatta Eels, you know, they've lost a number of their first few games. I think they might have lost their first four in a row. So for them to get back to where they are now, and they've won their last five games in a row, they're about to go into a bye. So you probably will see them get pretty close to that top eight at the end of next weekend. But the Parramatta Eels, as it stands right now, solely off wins and losses, uh, they're a top four team. Uh, They're on the same amount of points as uh, the Rabbitohs, the Warriors, the Raiders, but... Their for and against is so much better than the rest of them, it's not even funny. The Parramatta Eels, their for and against is plus 132. If you are a bloke and a bar listener, I pointed this out a couple of weeks ago when they were coming 10th or 11th and said, hey, if they can just get into this top eight and start to just win as many games as other teams, their for and against is going to take them a long way. And if you take out buys right now... Parramatta, they're a top four team, which is pretty fucking impressive. So Parramatta, they are sixth currently on the NRL ladder, but if you take out buys, they're actually sitting in fourth place. So a pretty impressive knock from Parramatta. Another interesting one here is the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Currently on the NRL ladder, they've only had one buy, so they're in eighth place, yeah? And if you look at the NRL ladder, they're in eighth place and they're on the same amount of points as the Gold Coast Titans. But in reality, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, if you take out buys... They go from 8th to 5th place. So a pretty big jump there just outside the top eight, the, the top four there. So South Sydney, they're probably the biggest jumpers. And if you have a look, on the NRL ladder currently, you've got the Rabbitohs in 8th place, you've got the Gold Coast Titans in ninth. When you actually take out buys, the Rabbitohs are actually in 5th and the Titans are in 10th. So as much as they're next to each other on the current NRL ladder, once you take out buys and you put in that context, there is a big change. So the Rabbitohs, they're sitting in 5th place, 8th uh, on the normal NRL ladder, so they're up 3 spots. In 6th place is the New Zealand Warriors, had a fantastic season and it's great to see. They're on 18 points, same as the South Sydney Rabbitohs with a four and against of plus 64. So they're only 10 points behind the South Sydney Rabbitohs on differential. Uh, so the Warriors, they're actually down two spots. So they go from fourth place to six. Still an incredible effort. I love the narrative of the Warriors being in the top four at the moment. and It is fantastic. But when you take out these buys, they are down to sixth place. They're on the same amount of points, as I said, with the Eels, Rabbitohs, and with the Canberra Raiders as well. Now, the Canberra Raiders, they are the highest-placed team on the ladder that has a negative for and against. Amazingly, uh, their for and against is minus 69. So, uh, yeah, not great for the Canberra Raiders. They're something that that will uh, come back to haunt them at some point this season. I think they need to get that sorted. Realistically... I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get it sorted enough because uh, the only other teams that have a negative for and against are teams outside of the top eight. So the Raiders, they need to keep winning games. And realistically, in order to turn that differential around, uh, they're going to have to win some games by big margins. And we know that the Canberra Raiders, they're, they're essentially allergic to winning games by big margins. Take last night as Exhibit A. Take just about every other fucking game this season as Exhibit B. Uh, so the Canberra Raiders, they're in seventh in eight place, not much of a change here, the Sharkies uh, they're in 7th place on the normal NRL ladder, on my ladder minus buys, they're sitting in 8th place, so they're on 16 points, with a 4 and against of plus 74, so if they were to win one more game next week very good chance they could jump anywhere um, you know, if they were to have a huge win, they could even potentially jump into the top 4 on that ladder, but they could quite easily jump all the way up to 5th, so Sharkies sitting in an okay spot, despite being a little bit shaky lately and whatnot off the back of State of Origin, Nico Hines, all this sort of drama. Uh, Even if you take out the buys, they would be an eight. So not much difference to where they're sitting. But they have got that nice for and against, which is uh, I think it's the fourth best in the NRL. So big advantage there for the Sharkies. So your top eight doesn't actually change, but the order of the top eight does. uh, In particular, the order of the top four. The only team that stays in the exact same spot is the Melbourne Storm, which is in third place. And then the next four in the top eight, they all change spots to some extent. Maybe only by, well, the Sharks only by one. The Raiders, they're down two spots. The Wars, they're down two spots. And the Rabbitohs, they would come up three spots because they've only had the one by. So have a look at the bottom eight. It doesn't change as much and isn't as volatile as the top eight. But the Gold Coast Titans, they're coming ninth on the NRL ladder. On my ladder, minus buys, they're in 10th place and so not a huge shock there. The Cowboys on the NRL ladder, they're in 10th place. On my ladder, they're in ninth place and they're on the same amount of points as the Sharkies who are in eighth place on my ladder. But they have got that negative 36 for and again. So they've got a lot of work to do to catch up to the Sharkies and other teams in the top eight. Not called the Canberra Raiders. Um, uh, then we've got the Dolphins, who are sitting in 11th place on the NRL ladder. On my ladder, the Dolphins are currently sitting 11th as well, so they're exactly the same. Same as the Roosters. Uh, both those teams have two buys. So if you take out the Roosters buys, they're at 12th once again. So pretty disappointing season for the Roosters uh, with a for and against of minus 90. Uh, when you consider that the Dolphins are at minus 75, the Roosters are 15 points further out than them, and you think about all the big losses the Dolphins have had the last few weeks, that is uh, pretty catastrophic for the Sydney Roosters there, considering the standards uh, that not only they hold themselves to, but that we hold themselves to as well. So No buys or anything, saving the Sydney Roosters. They are a 12th place team and it is what it is. Uh, After that, we've got the Manly Seagulls who are 13th on the NRL ladder. They are also 13th on our ladder. Uh, It should be noted that obviously Manly and Newcastle, they're next to each other on this ladder. Uh, On the NRL ladder, they're on 17 and 15 because they had that draw earlier in the season. Uh, So if you take our buys, Manly's on 13, Newcastle's on 11 points. We then have... The bottom three teams, which the order on the normal NRL ladder goes 15th place, Dragons, 16, Bulldogs, 17, West Tigers. Very similar, the Bulldogs, they go from 16th to 15th. They're on 10 competition points. The Dragons are on 8, and the West Tigers are on 6, all with pretty shitty negative uh, for and against. Uh, The differential for the Bulldogs being minus minus. 154, which is by far and away uh, the worst in the league. So just going back to the Roosters once again, uh, there's only two teams with worse differential than them. One is the Dragons, they're minus 91, so it's only one point worse than the Roosters, and the other one is the Bulldogs. So take the Tigers, for example. Their differential is minus 81. The Roosters is minus 90. So uh, the Tigers on differential and whatnot, nine points better than the Roosters this year. When you have a look at the points scored by the Roosters, uh, it's pretty ugly. So the Roosters have scored 246 points. Uh, The West Tigers have only scored seven points less, 239. Keep in mind, uh, they've lost their hooker, their halfback and their 5'8". And they've got a debutant at fullback and the West Tigers have not been scoring points. So very, very tough. And the Roosters, they've actually conceded more points than the West Tigers as well. 336 points conceded by the Sydney Roosters, 320 by the West Tigers. Very interesting how it all looks when you do take those buys out of it. Uh, probably not as dramatic as what I thought. I thought it would have been a couple of big movers and whatnot. And look, there are a few. Uh, for me, obviously, the Broncos are uh, being the outright leaders to take home the minor premiership. Very, very interesting there over the Penrith Panthers. Uh, the Parramatta Eels really stood out to me, though. Six on the ladder currently. If you take out buys and whatnot, they'd actually be in fourth place. So incredible to consider that, how Parramatta's season started and whatnot and all the things that have gone wrong and, um, you know, based on actual wins and losses, they're a top four team at the moment and their for and against is fucking unbelievable. 132, it's the second best. uh, Sorry, their differential is unbelievable. It's the second best in the competition. I think the Rabbitohs are really interesting. They would be sitting in eighth place, but if you take away all the buys and whatnot with their differential of plus 74, uh, they'd be in fifth place and knocking on the door Of the top four. So pretty impressive stuff there. The New Zealand Warriors not taking anything away from their season. Obviously, it's fantastic to see them in the top four at the moment. But if you do take away buys, they would drop to six, which I still think is an incredible knock by the by, by the New Zealand Warriors, all things considered. But we have to call it as it is. The Raiders, they would drop down two, and their differential is going to be very interesting. That minus 69, uh, that is pretty bad when compared to other, ta- other sides. Obviously, the Cowboys and the Titans, the Manly Seagulls, the Newcastle Knights, none of these teams in the top eight on either ladder, but their differential is better than the Canberra Raiders. But at the same time, That sort of is who the Camper Raiders are, you know. They will win ugly. It will always look ugly, but they will just hang in the contest, you know. So I don't know how much to read into that realistically. Uh, But, yeah, guys, that is your top eight. If you took all the buys out of it, it was solely based on wins and losses, attack and defense, for and against and whatnot. Very, very interesting how it is, how it has lined up. We'll have our rapid review coming a little bit later today, and then we'll be on Bloke in a Bar this afternoon with Kempe, Timmy and Maddie the Waterboy to review the latest round of footy and I've got a feeling I'll probably go through these stats at some point as well there so you might want to skip over that part of the bloke in a bar podcast a little bit later today.